Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week we will bring you focused, impactful content, sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life. Desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. I am super excited to share that starting today, we are opening enrollment to my Created For More membership. And here's the thing. There is already so much amazing content in the membership and you'll get immediate 24-7 access to all the existing content. We also provide new monthly content on various topics. Set up for November is on relationships and how to make them amazing. We also host three weekly Facebook Lives. One of them is centered around coaching, through my life coach certification, doing group coaching, that sort of thing. Another one, we take a deeper dive with that month's monthly content. And then the third one is focused on health and losing weight God's way. You also get 24-7 access to what we call Ask Amy, where you can ask any question anonymously anytime. There is no long-term commitment. You can cancel it easily at any time. And it's only $29 a month for life, but that is limited to our first 100 founding members. Also included for our founding members as a founding member benefit is a one-on-one monthly coaching session, 30-minute session. Again, that's for founding members only. Enrollment is only open for a limited time, so go to bit.ly slash C4M membership to enroll, and that is B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital C, the number four, capital M membership, and that will get you set up to join us. Let's get started with today's episode, episode number 70 on how to be a great spouse. I bet I can tell you the number one issue that puts a strain on your relationship with your spouse, and you might not even realize it. That is expectations. We have so many expectations The number one expectation is that they complete us. They exist to make us happy. And that's because the world tells us that's what we should expect. Think of Hollywood movies and how they produce a fantasy-based picture of what that relationship, what that's going to look like. You've got the hot romance, the hot sex, soulmates to the core I think of the Tom Cruise movie, Jerry Maguire, where he says to her, you complete me. The world's message to us is that our spouse should complete us and should make us happy. 
So we put those responsibilities and expectations on the other person when we enter the relationship and when they don't do that or when the 50-50 of life inevitably shows up and that stops happening, we are quick to point the finger and blame them for our unhappiness. Understanding God's model shows us how ridiculous these expectations are. Think about it. You find your Prince Charming and you go up to him and say, hi, do you want to get married and take responsibility for every feeling I have for the rest of my life? That's my idea of a perfect marriage. Unless he can control your thoughts, which he'll never be able to do, there is absolutely no way he can do that. There's no way he's going to be able to meet those expectations. With these expectations, it's no wonder so many of us are unhappy in our relationships, right? When we're not feeling completed, when we're not feeling happy, we blame them. And we have thoughts like, they just don't do it right. They don't make me feel happy. They don't make me feel special. They don't make me feel loved. They don't make me feel sexy, beautiful, and wanted. The truth is, it's not my spouse who causes my happiness or any of my feelings or my thoughts. It's me. I am the only one who can make me happy. It's all an inside job. Yet we expect them to do it because that's how we've been conditioned and we get so mad at them when they're obviously not doing it right or trying harder. So I have very simple advice today on how you can have an incredible relationship with your spouse. And this is my one thing for today. Drop all your expectations and realize and accept that they are just there for you to love. If you can do that, you'll transform your relationship no matter where it is today. Based on your current relationship, this might be hard to even imagine. So let's dive in and think about this together. Their only job to be there for you to love them. And they don't even have to be in your physical presence. They just have to be. Their only job in your relationship is to be loved by you. This is how you have a great marriage and it only takes one of you. You get to feel love all of the time. Your husband is lovable all of the time. How and why? Because you're choosing to love him all of the time, even when he's human, even when he's a total jerk, even when he doesn't try hard enough or do it right, you still get to have loving thoughts and love him right through all that. Most of us, we don't realize unconditional love is always a choice. Remember what I've taught before. Our relationships are always defined by our thoughts. It's a choice because as God's model shows us, the feeling of love is driven by our thoughts. If we choose to have loving thoughts about our spouse, no matter what they do or don't do, we're going to feel love for them. 
Even when he completely messes up and doesn't do it right, you still get to love him. That choice is always available to you. Now, some of you are probably thinking, yeah, right. You obviously don't know my husband. He does things that drive me crazy and they drive you crazy too if you were living with him. And if that is you today, I get you. I was there in my relationship with Matt. At one point, we openly discussed separating and what that would look like. So let's talk about some ways you can work on this, no matter what state your relationship is in, no matter how crazy that your husband drives you. Brainstorm love every day. Ask yourself, what, how can I love this person? What do I love about them? Choosing to love someone fully, completely, and unconditionally is always the best idea. So brainstorm how to love them, practice loving them, and think often about everything you love about them. Think about where your thoughts are about your mate. Are they making a case for love? Or are they making a case for something far removed from love? Are you brainstorming love or are you brainstorming ways to get him to do what you want? Some of us have been so continually focused on everything that we don't like that this is going to be really challenging. So you want to be intentional about doing this and practicing this. When you're brainstorming, here are some specific things to think about and focus on. Look for things to love about them and make them even better in your mind. Allow adults to be and do. And yes, despite what you might think, he does qualify as an adult. Stop trying to change them. Stop trying to control them. Focus on love so you can feel good. Make your own happiness and meet your own needs. Don't give that power to anyone else, even to your spouse. Be the spouse you want to be. Let everything go. Don't pick battles. Tell the truth. Be authentically you. Never confuse the feeling of love with feelings of hurt. Realize you are the only one who can hurt your feelings through your thoughts. Stop complaining and justifying your actions. Remember, they could die today. Celebrate their amazingness. You might be saying, give me something more tangible. So here you go. Make your relationship a priority. Set aside time for it. Time to brainstorm and practice your thoughts. Time to really connect one-on-one with them. And that means no distractions, no phones, no kids, And implement your version of the 777 rule. And what that is, is every seven days, you go out on a date. Every seven weeks, you do a weekend trip together. Every seven months, you take a vacation together. Now, some of you are thinking, I don't have time to do that, or that's impossible given our schedules, our kids, and or his attitude. Here's the really cool thing. 
When you start thinking more loving thoughts about him, this will naturally become more of a priority for you and you'll figure out ways to make this happen that you can't even see today. God is very clear on this. He tells us we should treasure our spouse. We should love him deeply and unconditionally. Listen to Paul's famous love verse in Corinthians in the message translation, and then think about how this applies to what I've just shared and how we want to love our spouses. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, And what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. What if you brainstormed how you could apply that love list to your spouse? Think how that would completely transform your relationship. That's exactly why God calls us to love in that way. Here's the thing. I share with you on this topic as this is an area that we we have been able to turn around in our lives because I was there in not having a loving relationship at one point in my marriage with Matt. We now call it surviving 2011. We didn't make one another a priority. We basically did everything we could to avoid interacting with the other person. And you'll sometimes hear me call that buffering. So for Matt, that was constant work. For myself, I got uh, self-absorbed in some of my health coaching activities and things around that area. We were also both partying and drinking large amounts to forget how bad things were in our relationship, to basically escape it. I was constantly thinking very negative thoughts about Matt and had myself convinced that it wasn't going to work out. And as I mentioned earlier, it had even gotten to the point where we had talked about separating. But somehow, some way, we worked through it. And to be honest, I can't even remember the exact turning point, but we both knew something had to change. We now both practice thinking loving thoughts about one another. We enjoy each other's company and we also run multiple businesses together. So yes, we are around one another pretty much 24 seven. We make one another a priority and time for one another outside of the office with regular date nights and planned activities together to connect. The story I tell about my husband now is a love story on purpose. 
And when I look at my husband, that is what I see. I see his love, his kindness. I see the way that he supports me. He encourages me and wants the best for me. That's what I see because that's what I'm looking for. That same choice is available to you right now. You hold all the power to make that same thing happen for you and your relationship. That is all I've got for you this week. Join me next week for another great topic about our relationships. It's all about boundaries and how you can use them to always protect yourself when you're loving others unconditionally. I love and appreciate all of you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and found something of value you can take with you. If you would be so kind to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss out on any future episodes.